This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts. Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. Workforce Wednesdays is a program from the Education Department of MPB. Dr. Tara Wren, Director of Education, and Jasmine Harvey, Student Engagement Specialist, are with us today to explain the initiative and let us know how anyone in Mississippi can participate. And our money experts are here to answer your personal finance questions. Contact us by email. It's money at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Nancy. Hard to believe, but we're almost halfway to October. Uh, What financial news is on your mind this morning? Good morning, Kevin. Well, I've been watching the dust-up on the vaccine mandate that Biden issued. And, of course, our very own governor is pushing back on that. But um, it's also been interesting to me to see a lot of businesses and business organizations are, even though they may not be wholeheartedly uh, endorsing it, they are glad to see it. They're, you know, If you're a business owner, it's nice to have that kind of cover in a tight labor market. Um, even the mask mandates, it's hard to tell customers coming in your store you need to put on a mask. But if there's a mandate, that gives a business cover. And certainly this is helping us. And business folks and business organizations understand that we're not going to get back to business as usual until we get our hands around this virus and we start to tamp it down. And this is one way to do it. Uh, good morning, Ryder. Your turn to bring uh, financial news to the program. Well, Kevin, today is a day when I get to think about the first time I ever got really, truly excited about a single stock, and 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 let's let's cast our minds back to 1999, I believe, when the Apple iMac came out, the big, colorful ones. Do you remember those? Yes. Yeah, so we got one, a Revision B iMac, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And we had the Internet, and I thought, this Internet, man, it's going to be big. These computers, people are going to be buying computers. I thought it was just the coolest thing in the world. And I, I fell in love with Apple then. I studied it as a company from a young age. It's always been my favorite. That's what I always kind of tell folks. And today they are having an event where they're releasing, we expect, the iPhone 13, which will be basically the same as the iPhone 12, the current top-of-the-line iPhones, same shape, maybe a little faster processor, maybe a little fancier camera or something, uh, as their usual is. They have software updates. Uh, they're starting to... They've started to do those annually as well. Nancy and I were just discussing, if you are on a Mac computer, there is a very important software update to do right now, so you can do that in your Apple menu up there. And also updates on the Apple Watch and the AirPods, and and this is a phenomenally successful company. They have, they're the largest company by market cap some of their individual their individual product lines are bigger than entire well-known companies so this is it's an exciting time for me because I just kind of like all things Apple and maybe the tech show will talk about it a little more too um, but it's 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 a very interesting stock market story for that company as well 
Yeah, I'm excited about the iPhone 13 because it means I can upgrade to the iPhone 12 for a little less money than I for would cheap, have. Yes, yes. <laughs> that, that's one of the reasons I love these updates is because an old one that you've been keeping your eye on, they usually drop uh, in price kind of kind of significantly. So that's uh, always a uh, nice Kevin, benefit. ask Ryder how old he was when he fell in love with <laughs> Apple. I'm I sure was, he was just a wee lad. Yeah. I was... 11. All right. <laughs> so, uh, in addition to radio and television, MPB has a vibrant education department. It's headed by Dr. Tara Wren. Workforce Wednesday is a program under that umbrella led by Jasmine Harvey. Participants in Workforce Wednesday get information about workforce development, including mentoring programs, apprenticeships, work-based learning, and soft skills. With the pandemic, these network get-togethers are virtual, so now anyone can participate. So we welcome to Money Talks, Tara and Jasmine. Tara, let's uh, start with you. How did Workforce Wednesdays get started? Hi, Kevin. Thanks for having us. Yes, Workforce Wednesday got started because we received a grant for the from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting to uh, focus on career pathways, career development called American Graduate. And through this program, we were able to look at um, the, the, the um, industries in Mississippi that had more jobs available than skilled workers. And so as a result of that, we wanted to start a network of employers, community members, those searching for jobs. And so we started Workforce Wednesday, where we would have a presenter from our community, from the workforce uh, world, come in and talk to us and share information. And then folks could learn from them, learn how they could get involved and get some of these jobs that were available and how they could even gain the skill through our community colleges. So in a nutshell, that's how it got started, us wanting to bring people together, network and join forces and partner with our community so that we can help get people to work in these skilled um, jobs that were needed. So who would you say is, is, is the intended audience? Is it job seekers, job providers, or maybe both? It is both because we want to connect them. And it's the community at large um, to share information out, how they can help maybe family members and, and folks that they know and what, what parts they can play and what role they can play in help getting our youth and maybe our veterans. We, we focus on veterans as well um, to work and just those that are unemployed. So it is a, um, a little bit of all everybody who can use this information that we provide to Workforce Wednesdays. Uh, so, Jasmine, we mentioned that it's a, a virtual get-together now. When did the network meetups go virtual? Workforce Wednesday became virtual um, during the pandemic or the start of the pandemic. And so we had to sadly say goodbye to all of those that would come and visit us every third Wednesday to transition into a virtual format that would keep us safe. Uh, talk a little bit about some of the challenges of, of, of changing something from a, you know, a live get-together to having to do it virtually. So some of the challenges that we made, of course, our world was turned upside down. And, and in a sense, we were somewhat prepared and somewhat not prepared. So you have to think about transitioning from being face-to-face. -face. All you have to do is get in your car and drive somewhere, sit and listen and enjoy, to now trying to work technology that is fairly new. And so some of the issues that we dealt with is just, you know, Zoom is one of the major uh, telecommunications uh, industries that we use to do virtual meetings. And so, you know, I don't think we necessarily had the time to make the transition, and I mean by learning to um, transition over to learn every feature. So it was kind of hard to transition over to Zoom and learn how to 
use the features, learning how to click on the link, learning how to turn your camera on, use your mute button. So it was just a big transition, and I was, it's, 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 it was a big transition. It was also exciting because we all were learning together. So we all transitioned together, and we all learned together um, to transition from in person to virtually. Uh, but Jasmine, I guess maybe a silver lining in all this is that uh, the virtual ones, I guess with Zoom, can be recorded. Are they recorded? And if so, where can folks go to find maybe past Workforce Wednesday events? Yes, absolutely. They are recorded. And so to um, find all past virtual Workforce Wednesday videos, you can go to our website, which is gettingtowork.mpbonline.org. If you have a question for our experts today, send an email to money at mpbonline.org. We're talking about MPB Education Department's Workforce Wednesdays today. This is Bunny Talks on MPB Think Radio. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. You're listening to Money Talks. Our website, moneytalks.mpbonline.org, is one way to hear past Money Talks broadcasts. You can also download the MPB Public Media app and listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lottridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Our guests today are from the MPB's Education Workforce Wednesdays program. We're visiting with Dr. Tara Wren and Jasmine Harvey. Workforce Wednesday occurs every third Wednesday at 11.30 a.m., and it's a service of the Education Department of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Tomorrow is the third Thursday of September. Uh, so, uh, no, Wednesday, sorry. Tomorrow is the third Wednesday of September because it is Workforce Wednesday and not Workforce Thursday. Sorry about that, Jasmine, but what is tomorrow's topic? It's okay, Kevin. Tomorrow's topic is we're going to be introducing the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services Workforce Initiative, which is called Project Search Mississippi. And uh, who is the presenter? 
The presenters would be the executive director, which is Chris Howard, and then Faye Culpepper, which is the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services director for the project, Project Search Mississippi. Uh, who do you think would best benefit from uh, participating in the webinar? So I feel that parents, teachers, and employers, um, those who wish to partner um, with others to help senior high school students with disabilities to kick off their careers during their senior year. And also, you know, we don't just limit it to just one particular audience. I feel like anyone could benefit from the actual webinar because you never know what resources that you may need in the future. You never know what resources you may need to pass along to someone else. And so since they will be talking about their project search program, which will help connect high school seniors with disabilities to employers, I think it would be very beneficial to anyone that would like to join and who could possibly pass on that information to partners that they have or within their businesses. Uh, so Tara, if someone's interested, uh, how can they get the link to watch the webinar live? Well, they can register on our website at education.mpbonline.org. It'll take you to the Workforce Development tab there, and that's where the registration can be found. And, uh, you know, we, we podcast all of our shows, so if someone is actually listening to this Money Talks broadcast as a podcast after uh, the 15th, uh, where can they find the, uh, the, 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 the video? Well, they can be found. They're right there in the same spot. Either you can, they can get through education.mpbonline.org or our whole workforce initiative has its own website, and that website is gettingtowork.mpbonline.org. That's gettingtowork.mpbonline.org, and we put all the videos on there. All right. Uh, so and the podcast. Tara, tell us, how do you go about uh, trying to come up with uh, topics and presenters for Workforce Wednesdays? Well, that's a good question, Kevin, because we put a lot of thought into how, who, and and what we talk about, what topics we approach. And we try to look at the um, our climate, our environment, what's going on in Mississippi, what's the hot topic. And so that's how we really um, try to get our guests, someone that's going to come on and give useful information, what I like to call right now information, that someone could take away, walk away with, and be productive and um, practical with it. And just curious, how have you found the business community? Is this something that they're real receptive to and eager to participate in? Absolutely. You know, we've been doing this since the um, latter part of 2019, and we, even through the pandemic, we have kept our audience up, our visitors um, on the workshop days, um, employers, and those wanting to talk about what they're doing in the community from business leaders, community leaders, state leaders, um, employees, employers, and, you know, we've had a lot of interest, and we continue to have that interest in the program, and we're very excited about it because we think that we are offering a valuable service and letting folks know how they can get to work, what the career pathway opportunities are, and just the relevant information about workforce in, in the state of Mississippi. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Today we're talking about the MPB Education Department's monthly webinar series, Workforce Wednesdays. So, Jasmine, I think we mentioned that MPB began virtual Workforce Wednesdays in February of 2021. Can you think of a past video that you thought kind of captured the spirit of uh, Workforce Wednesdays? Yes, absolutely. So I wouldn't say just one past video, but I do want to speak on the videos that we did for our self-presentation series. And I think that starting the year off with our self-presentation series really, really kind of 
hit the nail on the head per se um, as I spoke about earlier about transitioning from a what was once face to face to virtually and so what we wanted to do or what or things that we noticed was created about our workforce Wednesday is that we're taking it all in we don't only just prepare people for careers and education we want to make sure that they're able to keep those jobs and so in order for those any individual to keep those jobs now virtually we have to learn how to present ourselves in a professional manner and so that series uh, we were able to have three different guests which was one with Claudia who taught us how to highlight sound in our best when presenting then we had Coretta Frazier who uh, taught us how to improve our special brand or our personal brand how do we show up and how are we looking when we're presenting and then we topped it off with a, a laugh or what I would say a laugh or something that would just give you the push to keep going virtually with uh, comedian Rita Brent, who is a Jackson, Mississippi native, who highlighted, please wear pants to work, also <laughs> incorporated talking about making sure that you're showing up professionally and you have the proper equipment uh, to facilitate your presentation. And so those series are one of the ones that I really feel like tagged in or tagged into the Workforce Wednesday's goals and allowed us to connect with everyone in a learning experience. We're all about learning experiences, and so we wanted to act, create an opportunity where we all would learn from each other together. Uh, I think uh, Rita and I must think alike because the first thing I thought when you were talking about the self-presentation was the same thing about wearing pants on the Zoom call. So. <laughs> but, you know, that does sound like something because that sounds like something that it, maybe if it were a young person uh, or, uh, trying to get out into the job world that they certainly need to know that. But also, you know, older uh, uh, folks that may be reentering or changing their job or, you know, entering a new phase of their life. That sounded like that would really be some great information to kind of get them on the right path and, and maybe give them a little bit of self confidence also absolutely uh, so again I asked a little bit uh, Tara a little bit about this but from your perspective how do you go about selecting the topics for the workforce Wednesday's program so how we go about selecting the topics, as Dr. Wren mentioned, you know, it's on a uh, connecting basis. So what we hear from our community, what we hear from our partners, um, what we hear from just on our own, you know, we're always ever evolving and ever learning as well. And so what we do is we just take in things that we see, we take in issues and problems that may come up, and sometimes that may go beyond just a workforce base or just a career or educational source base, but also, hey, we don't know how to do this. Can you teach us how to do this? How do we present, like I said, with the self-presentation series? How, one of the common issues that came up was that, yes, we know how to use it, we know how to log in, but we don't know how to work your features. How can we improve ourselves and make ourselves better? And so we're always trying to make sure we're providing opportunities and creating topics surrounding around things that we know that people will need, that not just for a moment, but something that will last a lifetime. And so pretty much we pull from our partners, we pull from just attending meetings and seeing things and things that we could possibly work on and, and just create a topic that we know that we could facilitate that will help everybody. Uh, Tara, I think one of the earlier uh, seminars, webinars, uh, talked about improving your personal brand. If you could maybe talk a little bit about that one. Yes, we had Ms. Coretta Frazier on talking about um, improving your professional brand. And we just wanted to um, let individuals know, give them um, a reminder to some, and like you were just saying to the younger folks, like, this is what you need to do. This is how you need to um, present yourself, how you need to look, how you need to speak. Because when you're speaking, whether it's virtually or in front of a group of people, then you want to put your best foot forward. You want to, um, your speech to be correct. 
and you want to look nice because impressions mean a lot these days, particularly in the virtual world, because when you're looking good and you're sounding well, um, then that gets you a lot some more looks. Uh, you can do well in interviews. You can network a little better. So building your personal brand is good for you personally as well as professionally. And we thought that that was a, um, a good Workforce Wednesday to do for our young people and for those re-entering and things are constantly changing to get updates. And so that's, um, that's why we felt like doing the personal brand one was very important at this time. Uh, Jasmine, another interesting one was uh, Confessions of a Word Nerd. Tell us a little bit about that one. Yes, so we had our very own MPB uh, member, Ms. Claudia Singletary, and she was our presenter who talked about highlighting how to sound your best when presenting virtually. And so within this self-presentation series, we kind of wanted to tackle in and focus on, you know, when we're talking and when we're making sense. Now, when we're writing a sentence, of course, we're conscious of subject-verb agreement or we're conscious of spelling a word or saying a word correctly without knowing if you're spelling it correctly. But sometimes when we get kind of get relaxed as it pertains to when we're presenting and it's virtual and you don't really have people really in your face, and so we kind of get relaxed in how we talk and how we speak and how we think as far as presenting. And so she helped us really, really to tackle into learning how to not only be able to write professionally, but to be able to speak professionally. And some things that or some key tips to be, you know, um, to keep in mind when you're presenting, like to make sure that you're pronouncing your words so that people can hear you because, of course, we're not sitting face-to-face -face or sitting right from each other, but we're speaking to them. And so she also helped us with, you know, if you're going to put something on a presentation, and, of course, subject-verb agreement does matter. So you want to make sure your sentences start with a capital letter. You want to make sure it ends with a period. And just some things to just kind of take into consideration when you're speaking as well as when you're presenting and you have the things on your screen. Uh, so, Tara, I imagine feedback is important. Is there a way for participants to provide feedback? And what have you been hearing from people who've been involved in these uh, webinars? Yes, people can email us at, at education.mpbonline.org. They can send us feedback through the website that I mentioned earlier, education.mpbonline.org. And we have received positive feedback. You know, one of the things that lets us know that we're doing a, um, a good job with this is when folks call and say, hey, where can I get that? Oh, I missed it today. I had something else going on, but I really want to see it. And so on our, I'll post the videos also on our social media page, and we get we can get feedback there. And so it's been a very positive response every time that we do it. And throughout the month, we, we even have folks calling. Jasmine can probably attest to this saying, hey, can I get on Workforce Wednesday? Can we present what we're doing on Workforce Wednesday? Because we'd like to get in front of your audience. We'd like for folks to know what we're doing, help people to get to work. Get to work. So um, it's very well received, and we're very pleased with that. Uh, we've got to take a break, but I wanted to uh, mention again the websites. And, uh, Tara, make sure I've got these correct. One is education.mpbonline.org, but then there's also getting to work .mpbonline.org. Did I get both of those right? Absolutely. All right. We're talking about Workforce Wednesdays. It's ways to improve your work experience or help you find a job. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio.
Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. Your old car is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool. Money Talks is MPB Think Radio's personal finance broadcast. Kevin Farrell here along with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts. Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. We're visiting today with a couple of co-workers here at MPB, Dr. Tara Wren and Jasmine Harvey. They're telling us about the Workforce Wednesday program. It's a monthly webinar that gets information about workforce development to Mississippians. So we have mentioned Zoom, and uh, I think that we can share maybe some Zoom tips, uh, tips for a good Zoom meeting from, from all of our folks here on the show this morning. Uh, I know that uh, personally, Zoom is important to me because uh, with my family kind of spread out across uh, the U.S., my mother lives in upstate New York, my brother lives in Florida, uh, we get together every Sunday afternoon and, and play board games via Zoom. So not only is Zoom an important thing in the work world, I think uh, maybe you can check it out and have some fun from a social uh, aspect as well. So as I said, though, let's uh, try to get some uh, Zoom tips. Jasmine, why don't we start with you? From your work with Zoom and these virtual meetings, uh, what have you learned and what are some tips for Zoom use that you have? Yes, so I've learned a lot these past couple of months or this past year with using Zoom and all these new features. I, it, it feels like every time I get on Zoom, they're telling me to do some type of update or upgrade, and it's shown so many different features. But so what I've learned, uh, well, the first one that I learned was learning how to use the mute button. That will be your best friend in Zoom because who would want to know that they're the person that interrupted the presentation or interrupted the meeting and because you forgot to put yourself on mute. And so the mute button has definitely been my best friend throughout this time of meeting virtually, as well as learning how to turn on and off my camera. So sometimes you're not always able to be present. You know, you may have a meeting and you may not be able to show yourself or you may not, you're rushing and you're trying to get, you know, get ready for the meeting and you're trying to set up your green screen and everything. And so that becomes your best friend as well, learning how to turn yourself off and learning how to turn yourself on. And if you turn yourself off, always have a nice professional picture of yourself. You know, I know a lot of people, we get excited when we get these new features and we can do all these different types of images, but just to keep in mind that when you're in a professional setting, just to have a nice professional picture of you, something that has a clear background and that you can use, you know, when you're not able to physically show yourself on camera. And last tip that I would give is always, always, always be sure that you have, if you're going to use a virtual background, which a lot of us do, um, that you have the proper equipment for it. And so that that equipment can only just be really just a green screen. I know a lot of people are like, what is a green screen? If you Google, you can figure out what it is. And there are some that are very, very cheap. There's some that you can have that are attached to your chair. And it's just that fun way to say, hey, if you have a messy office or, you know, you don't really want people to see some of your personal things in your office, it's a way to kind of cover that up and also be professional at the same time. So those are my three tips of, you know, mute button, learning how to turn those, your camera on and off, and having a green screen. Very good. Uh, Nancy, uh, do you have much Zoom experience? And if so, what have you learned uh, via Zoom or uh, having experience with Zoom? 
Well, we were using Zoom before the pandemic because we have clients all over the country, and uh, it makes it easy for us to connect with them and meet with them and discuss their issues. Um, so we were a little bit ahead of the curve on this, but we've really ramped it up during the pandemic. And what you learn is even though we prepare for every meeting, it's even more important to prepare for a Zoom meeting. You really need to have a list of things that you want to cover. There's a different rhythm in Zoom versus a face-to-face -face meeting, and uh, the cues are different. Um, it's important to make sure that you cover everything on your list. So having a list in front of you, knowing what you want to cover, and that's true even for someone who wants to be interviewed on Zoom. You need to make sure you list the things that you want that person to hear about you and be prepared um, to push those items out. And um, so we're, we're grateful for Zoom. Uh, we do like our face-to-face -face meetings. But even now, with a lot of our clients being older and concerned about exposure, um, it makes them more comfortable. And even some of our older clients have been very comfortable with Zoom because it is so easy to use. So um, it's not my favorite way, but I'm glad we've got it in the middle of this. This is Money Talks. We'll share a few more Zoom tips in just a moment, but we do have a caller on the line, so why don't we say good morning to Sarah. Sarah, you're on the air with us. Go ahead. Uh, yes, um, my question is related to setting up a, um, a family trust. Um, my, my spouse and I don't have any children. Um, we make, between the two of us, our projected income is about 100000 a year, um, have a, a couple of cars and a house, um, and I, I'll be setting up an LLC for my own uh, business, a very small business, but um, I'm wondering if, uh, how complex it would be to set up, say, a family trust and have all of our assets in the trust, um, maybe to avoid future probate issues and and I'm just I'm trying we're trying to think of the pros and cons of, of doing this so Sarah I guess my question is so you mentioned future probate issues why are there any other things that you you want the trust to accomplish um, well I mean we do um, we, we, we want to avoid any personal liability, um, so I'll be going into private practice possibly next year, um, and, um, and so um, we're, we're worried about that. I mean, our, our house is homesteaded, um, but um, we're wondering if the trust would help uh, shield, uh, you know, as a, as a protection against um, any, uh, anybody that, that files, you know, possible future claims, kind of like and insurance uh, that, that our assets would be protected. Okay. So the primary way to avoid liability or to, to cover your liability is, like you mentioned, through insurance. Your LLC, through professional claims, that will give you some protection. But having heirs and omission insurance or an umbrella policy to protect other assets outside of that, that's going to be important. You know, it's going to depend a lot on your total asset level, whether or not that makes sense. If you had what was going to be an estate in the millions of dollars, uh, generally no. above the estate, <laughs> what was that? No. 
Uh, no, definitely not. Definitely not in that, that range. It, it, well, in, in that case, it, it may not be worth it. A probate is not, is, it, it, and if you're in Mississippi, is not a, as big a deal as some folks who set up trusts might like you to believe. And, in fact, in Mississippi, there are ways for smaller states to go through a very, uh, simplified probate process. One thing that you mentioned you would be looking but for the liability for liability purposes it sounds like you would be looking at an irrevocable trust which right. would mean all of your assets no longer belong to you they belong to the trust that's sometimes a weird situation yeah. it, it it doesn't have to be I, I could, people can go either way on that but it, it sounds like it might be a very unnecessary step for what just a simple insurance policy might cover. Okay. Yeah, we, we were kind of confused. I, I knew the basic concept, but I, I didn't think that our, our estate was, you know, as big as, you know, other people that might need trust. And I just didn't know if that was anything that was, you know, appropriate or realistic to do. Yes. Well, for, for estate purposes, size of the estate can be a reason on its own to go for a trust. And generally, you would be talking about a living trust, which is essentially it's all your property while you're alive and it becomes irrevocable when you die. And when I say size can be a determining factor there, we're talking about very large estates. Typically, when it's going to be more difficult to administer, there's more complex things, businesses, multiple properties, multiple states may be yeah. an issue uh, that calls for a trust. As, and, and so that, that will be where size is an issue. Otherwise, you said you have a house, a couple of cars, no children, so who you leave it to is gonna be an issue, but that can be done, that can be just done in your will. And so it doesn't sound like you're going, at this point, it does not sound like you're going to have a very complex estate. And I will say, this is this is an excellent example. I'm so glad you're thinking of this ahead of time. Uh, so often we find folks thinking about estate planning and end-of-life planning when it's getting a little close to time. And as far as liability, again, insurances are going are gonna to be pretty important there. And those... I would talk to your talk to your insurance agent about the type of insurance you have, what sort of claims in particular you are concerned about, and how much yeah. coverage that policy gives you. And if the policy does not give you enough coverage, there are umbrella policies that kind of go on top of everything else. If your if your asset size does exceed, if your if your kind of the assets that you would be that will be available in a lawsuit situation if that exceeds the coverage that your basic policy has. Right. Yes, we already have um, wills and powers of attorney and our advanced health care directive. We already have those uh, lined up. That's, fantastic. That's fantastic. That's a big strong. step. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very yeah, much. Thank you. That, that gives us stuff to think about and, and makes us feel a little more comfortable about where we are. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Sarah, for your call. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We are talking today about Workforce Wednesdays. It's a webinar program offered by the uh, the uh, MPB Education Department, and we've been talking about Zoom. That's a, a primary tool for us in the uh, pandemic and different tips. Uh, Tara, let's uh, hear from you. What are some Zoom tips that you'd like to add to the conversation? Kevin, you know, one of my favorite TV commercials these days is a Folgers Coffee television commercial. I don't know if you guys have seen it. There's a group there. They're in a meeting, looks like on Zoom, and one of the guys, he has no pants on. So my <laughs> first tip is going to be like our very own Rita Brent says, friend Rita Brent says, hey, make sure you're wearing your pants to work, okay? So put the bottoms on. You never know when you have to stand up or that camera's not situated just right. Be fully dressed for the Zoom. <laughs> My second one is um, make sure you find a quiet space. You know, if you're at home, you know, we have pets and our, our pets love to be with us, but and our children love to be with us. Hey, but find a quiet space, tuck yourself away for your time, plan for your meeting so you can find this space and time when it's quiet. Um, and then I would say, this is like a pet peeve for sure, is to stay on screen. So someone said it earlier that um, you know you're going to have a meeting. This meeting is scheduled. And so be prepared if, if when we were in person seeing each other, you will be dressed. You will be fully dressed, and we'd be face-to-face, -face and you'd be in the moment. So my big tip is a is staying on screen. Don't have the black screen. Don't have your picture. As as most you can, please, because that just um, shows a little bit more professionalism, and it's, it's more engaging. We're already apart, and as engaging as you can be in a meeting, that makes the meeting much better. And then I'll go back to our friend Rita Brin again. She says, if you can find a bookshelf to sit in front of, do so, because if we have a lot of books behind us, then that makes us look a lot smarter. <laughs> so be conscientious of your background. And those are my key key tips, Kevin. Uh, Tara, I like the one that you mentioned about the quiet spot, because I think a lot of times when you're in the meeting and it's in your room, you're not realizing how much maybe, you know, the, the kids or the pets or whatever kind of background noise is affecting the other people in the meeting. And I think it's important to, again, realize it's not just you in the meeting. There are other people. So, you know, as you said, present yourself, be, be engaged and, and be kind of aware of your surroundings so that you uh, can participate and be a, a good part of the meeting and not be a, a uh, a distraction. Right. And that mute button is our friend. When we're not talking, make sure you put it, put it on the mute button because it will, um, sometimes we can't help. The baby might cry or the dog might bark, but when you're not talking for sure, make sure you use the, the mute button. Uh, Ryder, let's uh, wrap things up with you. Have you met clients online? And if so, what have you learned and what has helped you out? Absolutely. I would echo Jasmine about muting yourself and making sure your background is is neat or professional. That's very important. Mute yourself when you're not speaking. And echoing as well, Nancy, preparation is important for any meeting, but it is different for a Zoom meeting, making sure everyone's going to be on the same page. Because more so than an in-person meeting, Zoom can be so exhausting. You just have to be you have to be on in a different way. You, 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 you're not going to jump up and reach across the table or go move your chair and sit next to somebody to look at something together. You're not going to have that sort of interaction. You're, you're, you're going to need to kind of hold yourself in a way for as long as it takes. So, so being careful about time 
and being intentional about letting others speak. Uh, because again, it is, it's just difficult to tell if somebody is, is trying to say something. So just asking, oh, have you said what you want to say? Oh, Nancy, did you say what you want to say? Oh, Jasmine, did you have something to add to that? Thank you. Now let's move on to the next point. It's a little more formal, so you want to keep it a little more short, uh, shorter schedule if you can. You know, I, I mentioned earlier that we, I use uh, Zoom socially with my family on, on weekends just to have a get-together. And, and uh, Ryder, it's, I, as the youngest child, I guess it's, it's difficult for me to get a word in edgewise sometimes because when our family gets together, we can be some great talkers, and you've got to kind of anticipate when someone's you know, done and jump in there. So uh, from the professional thing, that's a good thing to keep in mind as well. Again, be, a, be a cognizant of the fact that you're not the only one in the meeting and there are others around you and that everybody's trying to work together to, to get done what needs to be done. So we're talking about Workforce Wednesdays, currently a webinar series put on by MPB's Education Department, and you're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. We're pleased you found our show, Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Remember, every Tuesday at 10 a.m., you can listen live to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. So we're talking today about a webinar program by the MPB Education Department. It's called Workforce Wednesdays. Uh, Jasmine, we've talked a little bit about some of the topics, and I'm trying to give you know listeners a flavor for some of the different things uh, that have been involved and that you all have covered. One of the ones on the list I see sounds interesting. It's the Consumer, I'm sorry, the Customer Service Employment Academy. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, so absolutely. That was one of our um, introductions to a new program, which was a partnership between Goodwill Industries and Home Community College. And so we got an opportunity to kind of dive in and get insight of how that Customer Service Academy works. And so what happened was, as we always talk about, you know, we're partnering with our partners and communities, things just come up. And the necessary skills that was lacking was that, you know, we have to remember that customer service still matters and that, you know, if you're going to get into a field like that, 
they're just certain qualities and skills, uh, people skills that you should have. And so what this uh, Customer Service Academy does is it brings in students and it trains them, it trains them to uh, transition into the customer service world. And so they're able to uh, get insight of the different skills, the different expertise, and they're able to apply that into uh, jobs that they may have in the future or not even just necessarily for jobs in the future or just having customer service or, or service at all, you know, in any type of in entity or industry or business. And so that's what that customer service academy does. And it was a great opportunity to learn that if we partner together and we all come together that, you know, the miraculous things that can happen and, and programs that we can have built that will help anyone be successful and, and provide any skills that may be necessary for anyone that may go into different types of field of work or any type of careers or educational um, experience. Uh, you know, and just as an aside, I would urge folks uh, that when dealing with people in the customer service, uh, the service industry, to, to be kind and, and, and try not to be, uh, you know, too upset if something goes wrong. They're, they're trying their best to give you the service that you are requiring, uh, and uh, anyone that's worked in the service industry knows how difficult it is. And so I would just say, you know, it can be frustrating, especially uh, during the, the pandemic and that sort of thing, working with customer service representatives. But as the consumer, you know, try to keep an even keel and, and realize that that's a human on the other end of the conversation as well. So, you know, be kind to those of us, those in the uh, service industry. Uh, Nancy, before we leave Zoom, it was interesting because uh, you mentioned, you know, a different kind of meeting, a different pace. Preparation is important. Do you think in some ways that Zoom meetings have improved the course of those types of meetings, maybe making them a little bit more on task and focused? Well, certainly it forces you to be more concise. <laughs> Uh, to get right to the point and to be prepared again. Um, but I still will say, you know, I do miss my face-to-face -face meetings and, um, and, and having that time to visit and socialize more. Um, we try to do that with Zoom on the front end just to talk about what's going on with someone's life. But um, you really have to get right to it. So, I'm, again, I'm grateful for it but um, not my favorite way of doing business. We've been talking about the Workforce Wednesday, and the next webinar is tomorrow. It's offered by MPB's Education Department, headed by Dr. Tara Wren. Jasmine Harvey is the Student Engagement Specialist responsible for Workforce Wednesday. So, Tara, is it too late to sign up for tomorrow's webinar? And if not, how do you sign up? Absolutely not. We want people to go and sign up. You can sign up right on up until the time the, the webinar gets started. They can go to gettingtowork.mpbonline.org and click on the Community and Events tab, and you can register there. So please register. The other thing, I don't know if Jasmine said, but we give away some cool prizes during Workforce Wednesday as well. So you learn a lot about what's going on in the community and workforce development, plus we give some prizes out. All right, uh, and just uh, getting to work, is it the number two, getting to work, mpbonline.org? No, two, G-E-T-T-I-N-G-T-O-W-O-R-K. Okay. Gettingtowork.mpbonline.org. Just wanted to make sure we got that uh, correct. Uh, so, Jasmine, uh, Jasmine uh, remind us again uh, what the uh, topic for tomorrow is. Yes, so the topic for tomorrow will be with Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services, and they're going to be highlighting and giving us insight about their workforce initiative, Project Search Mississippi. 
All right. Uh, Tara, got about a minute left. Just a little bit more maybe on the format. Is it usually the presenter will uh, present their material and there's a Q&A at the end? How does, how does the webinar kind of roll out? Yes, we give a little introduction, sharing a little bit about workforce development, workforce development, workforce Wednesday, how we got started. We share how they can find our information on past podcasts, past videos and, and webinars. And then we introduce our speaker. Our speaker has about 15 to 20 minutes or so to present their information. And then there's a Q&A um, to engage with our speaker. And then, like I said, we give away some prizes and announce next Workforce Wednesdays. And we're usually in and out in about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on the, the speaker and the Q&A portion. And that's our virtual meeting. Usually, Kevin, when we were, before the pandemic, we did this in person and it was a luncheon and it was all in an hour, pretty much the same format. So we're looking forward, like Nancy, to getting back to that face-to-face -face one day here soon. All righty. That's going to wrap us up for today. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by you. To hear today's show or previous show, you can go to moneytalks.mpbonline.org or listen to the podcast by searching for Money Talks on your favorite podcasting app. Our show is produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener today was Java Chapman. So for Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, Ryder Taft, and our guests, Dr. Tara Wren and Jasmine Harvey, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to join us every Tuesday at 9 a.m. for Money Talks. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.